Welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. My name is Todd Wall, and we recognize that the marketplace is more crowded than it ever has been in human history. We use the principle of, if it is true there, then it is true here, to find what is working in different contexts and apply it to your business. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on Blue Collar Experts. Here we're trying to bring the narrative out of how you can be the hero who is chosen in a very busy marketplace. Today, I've got Chris Cook with KC Power Clean, and I'm eager to hear his story of how they went from not only from beginning at his his girlfriend's dorm room to now over $5 million in annual revenue and what's enabled them to really thrive as a power cleaning business. Let me bring him on now. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, nice nice to meet you. Yeah, so I love the story of how you guys started out. Tell us the story. You started it at a, as a, an accident in your girlfriend, now wife's dorm room. Tell us the story about that. Yeah, it's true. As a attending college at Biola University, a small private college in Southern California, in our last day of our sophomore year, uh, she ripped off some some mirrors along her dorm room wall, and it kind of ruined the drywall texture. So can fancying myself kind of handy, I went to the Home Depot and got some uh, just uh, interior paint and tried to roll it on and patch it up, not knowing that, <laughs> you know, we were doing what we could to get the security deposit back. And when I left, I drove to my off-campus house. And when I opened the back door of my forerunner, that paint spilt onto the driveway of the home that I was renting. And um, that little immediate cry, I didn't know what to do in the moment, but I pulled out the garden hose and I rinsed that paint down the storm drain. And, um, we went out and partied like uh, nothing had happened. And uh, when we came back that night around midnight, apparently um, I, one of the neighbors had saw like the white faint trail paint going down the storm drain. And they phoned into the city who dispatched out these three big rigs that um, had these environmental contracting cleaners. And they acted like ENT was like crawling around in the storm drain. And um, we got, I got fined like 5,500 bucks. So not knowing how to respond to it. They were like, are you the one responsible for this mess? And I, I kind of got caught off guard there and told them the truth. I love that. So what started as a total loss, $5,500 total loss yes. by you doing something that's probably, you probably see this in the industry, probably very common in your industry, people just doing what they logically think, not knowing what the environmental rules are yes. or, or what the implications are. And so does that even that root cause, does that go back into help how you really identify and really connect with your kind of your customer's problem? You know, it's funny you ask that because um, even just talking about it helps uh, helps connect with it. It, it really does. Uh, one of our core, both internally, because we, we have this, we have our core values that we try to live by. And one the third core value is attitude. So we talk about how this Chinese symbol for crisis uh, I believe is the same symbol for opportunity. And I've shared many times this personal story, how this, this, Oh crap moment really helped turn into uh, one of life's biggest blessings for me. And coincidentally enough, this hadn't really occurred to me till we're really, we're talking about it now, Todd, is that um, we're kind of the, Oh shoot guys. Like no one budgets in like 
this kind of work for our spill response or our cleanup. In the power washing world, we're kind of the, the forgotten part of that line item or sometimes like that punch list. So we get to help people daily overcome those challenges or those crises of like I dropped, maybe it could be a tree trimmer who like drops oil like from the, the olives all across the ground or the date palms and they can't get the stain out of the concrete. We're the people who get to come and turn that, uh, that little mini daily crisis and, and get to play firefighter for these guys. I love how you said we're the oh shoot team. Is that what you, is that what you said? Yeah, yes, pretty much. <laughs> the oh shoot team. Yeah. I mean, the thing I love about your industry and your job, and you know, specifically, you know, I was looking on your website, and we'll show it here in just a second. But the results are just so obvious. I mean, I, I love one of your your uh, social proof pictures. One of your technicians. I guess someone had been peeling out in a in a, a driveway or a a a parking lot, and y'all y'all power washed the initials of the company into it. And there's a big KC. It just shows real clearly how how obvious those those results are. I mean, I mean, it's got to feel good just the when you walk away and just how how great things look. It's true. It is satisfying. Uh, our technicians really do enjoy that. A lot of them have come from other manual trades and being able to be part of the actual end process that they get to see is gratifying. Uh, it, it does feel like it sells itself at times as long as you can take some decent photography. Yeah. yeah I wanted to show right here. Yeah, here's the picture of that. Of that uh, so you see, and this is just straight from your website. Um, you can see where, you know, right here where that, that person's been peeling out uh, on, off to the right. But then just how obvious those results are, just, I mean, look, there, there's your initials, KC. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, funny. They didn't, that, that crew didn't know, but we actually have a stainless steel stencil that we can run the machine over, and it, it actually has the logo and the phone number and all of that fun stuff. But sometimes they get, they get carried away with the wand. They like having some fun and tagging each other in these photos. I, I love, I mean, it's just such a cool industry that, I mean, just look how clear, I mean, just, man. Like I said, that's got to feel great just how how quickly you're able to just show great such great results. And so, you know, while while we're here on the on the website, I mean, so it's it's sandblasting, power washing. Kind of walk me through. This is just your homepage, the thing that people look at all the time. Um, so it's, you know, sandblasting, power washing. Um, I, I love the expectation that you set up there just get ready for amazing service. I mean, Thanks. that's one thing for you to say, but is, is that, is, do your customers also say that? Yeah, I think so. We have a, a solid reputation. Usually it's a at or near five star on any major platform with Google, Yelp and the other, you know, uh, home service trades. But um, I think one of the things that has, has really helped us uh, foster that reputation is as an exterior cleaning contractor, and this has come with both its uh, positive and its and its negatives, uh -huh. um, we're not like a, a splash and dash guy. We're I've kind of obsessed over the details. So whether whether something can't come out with a power wash, most sane people would just be like, "Oh, sorry, ma'am, it doesn't come out." I, I like couldn't like let it stop. I had to find another alternative. And then over the course of fifteen years of doing this, we developed other trades. And what we found out is the sandblast industry really complements the power wash industry because generally our customers don't know what tools needed to deliver the results they want. They're just left with sometimes like a dissatisfaction of, 
either that was too dusty or too expensive for the sandblast or the power wash left me a little bit feeling inadequately like you know uh surprised you know it left me like or like your origin story with the paint going down the drain <laughs> exactly so really this has allowed us to kind of go to the marketplace and say hey if you have this budget maybe this is better or we can sell this one and get this one at a deeper clean and and really be somewhat unbiased with as much as we want to you know what what tool better suits your uh, your budget your speed and your outcome with what you're expecting Hey, as a as a marketer, this is the one that caught my attention. You, this isn't your typical uh, tagline that you guys use on a regular basis, but just from filthy to flawless, that just paints such a great picture. And you can even see the guy in this picture just power washing. You can see the brick again. I mean, that's just <laughs> I've yeah, been he, I, I've had a house that was tagged by graffiti before, and it just it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, it, it's uh, so nice. And even this one here is actually using a, a tool that we had called a dustless blaster. And it's really like a wet abrasive blast. So it's a super fine grit that uh, doesn't like eat at the brick too much, but could oh. actually um, clean the paint off more thoroughly than a power washer could with, with chemicals. So, so it's like a, it's like a combination of the, of, of the sandblasting and yeah, it's definitely on a spectrum. It's definitely closer to the blasting world, but it does use some water injection to help with the dust suppression. But uh, it, it would fit more closely into uh, the sand, the media abrasive blasting world than it would the power washing. It uses such a little, such an insignificant amount of water. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, I like that you said it was on the a spectrum because I've been accused of that before. So, uh, you know, I feel like we're you know we're talking the same language now. It's great. Uh, <laughs> So this journey from a $5,500 loss to now, I mean, y'all, y'all set a record this year with $5 million in top line revenue. Yes. Um, and uh, I mean, so congratulations on that. So, I mean, that's a lot to be proud of. That's a lot to kind of put you in this hero category. What is it about y'all's process? Obviously, like, you know, the product sells itself, but there's a lot of sandblasting. There's a lot of power washing companies. What's what has enabled you guys to stand out amongst a very busy crowd, crowded marketplace to enable you to connect with your customers at such a high level? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, I, I wish I had a simpler answer, but I, I really believe in this theory. I, I heard once uh, I think James Clear talked a lot about this in his book, Atomic Habits, when he talked about this British cycling coach. But that whole theory of the aggregation of marginal gains people have asked us like, what makes you better or why choose Kate? And my, usually my long winded answer is there's not one particular thing that stands out. I think it's more of that desire of, I think that stemmed from me when I read the book Emith from Michael Gerber, I remember highlighting in the very beginning where he said the one common trait he's found amongst all of sex, successful entrepreneurs was that insatiable desire to know more. And that really fit me. My wife and others have kind of attested to that is I, I never turn it off to sometimes an unhealthy degree where it can feel like syndromes of like a workaholic, but um, it's, it's that trying constant striving and that grit to try to just be the best in every little area. Um, and obviously that comes with its own flaws, right? As, as life does, there's, there's a balance to everything, but as I've gotten better to, um, to balance that, I feel like we've had more, more growth and success um, over the last few years, especially when we, when I started understanding the importance of putting an operating system um, which thankfully I, when I got a business coach in 2019, I got some recommendations about this book called Traction. And that really gave us a, that gave me as a leader, a language to speak, to really rally a team and start to build out a real team. Because 
if you want to go far, you got to go together. Uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. Interesting. Okay. So you said there's, uh, I'm an economics nerd myself. So when you talk about marginal economics, I mean, everything, life is lived on that small margin. So yes. if, if we have a listener here who's thinking, how, how do I get there fast? There is no fast way of getting there. It's just those small in, incremental changes. So that first one you specifically mentioned there was bringing in an operating system to, to bring your team along. So, yes. so how, tell me more about that. How did the operating system impact your team to move all in the same direction? Oh man. <laughs> I, I love talking on this because, uh, I think as a leader, um, I've, I've lacked in some self-awareness for some time. I, that's an area I'm trying to grow in as I get mentors in my life. But um, I didn't understand how, um, as an entrepreneur, maybe others would, would re could relay with this. But I, I very much can be like shiny object or squirrel. And it's like idea left, you know, over here, right? And um, that drives people nuts, point frankly. When you, when you work with someone like that who's always got a new target or a new agenda or that was the flavor of last week – yeah, it can be very challenging to to be on the same page. And when we started uh, implementing the entrepreneur operating system, it helped me uh, codify a language of like the things that I knew and I had experienced that were true in my business dealings. But it allowed us all to rally around this like common language from that book and start to um, develop like a uh, just a, the same frequency, a same page in us that we knew what we stood for as a company. We knew our marketing um you know, emphasis, you know, the vision component of the business, how we wanted to manage the people with our, the certain core values, being able to put those down on paper, some magic really happened. So uh, I can go on and on about that, but that I, I'm a big supporter of the entrepreneurial operating system. And um, I really think it, it helped me develop a voice as a leader and to understand how my shortcomings were impacting my ability to grow a team. That is, that's very interesting. I mean, just so it was a common language. And so, but then how, how did that common language, what was it about that common language that brought consistency? Because you said, you know, squirrel here, squirrel left, squirrel right. And that's, that's natural for any entrepreneur. <laughs> that's, that's almost our DNA and how we're wired. Sure. So how did you bring the consistency to the ball game to where everybody was moving in that same direction though? It is cliche and as corny as that sounds, I do believe that some magic happens when you put a uh, pen to paper and going through that process of um, writing out what EOS calls the vision traction organizer. It's like a, basically a two page business plan and being able to just come to the team. I had three or four people that were like in my inner circle. We didn't even have titles. I, you know, it was kind of like I, I, I almost I was almost the entrepreneur. like give yourself your title, whatever title that makes you feel good. But ultimately, you know that when there's a problem here, you kind of solve it. it. It helped us kind of clarify an organizational chart with roles and responsibilities. It gave us the sake, like the sanctity and the safety of knowing that like this was when our leadership team meets every week through hell or high water. We weren't going to just like in theory have like team meetings. It was like, hey, at that time, Thursday at one o'clock, we're all going to meet for that. And it can wait. Whatever it feels urgent, it can wait 60 minutes because we need a time to come together and hash that out. EOS gave us an agenda of exactly how to conduct that meeting so that we actually had, it wasn't just like a, the Chris show for 
you know, 50 minutes talking about all the headlines and ideas I got, but rather here's the segue, here's our data that we review, here are the customer and employee headlines, here are our issues. So it just gave us like really an operating system where we can all kind of come together and understand there, there's some safety in this. There's some consistency and dependability to know how we agreed to play the game. It gave us rules to which to play by. You know, as a communication coach, you just spoke my love language is as you increased, you got on the same page with the language you're were, you were speaking the same language yeah. and then you began speaking consistently. And then those are two vital, vital elements of communication, both internally. But then did that also change how you externally communicated with with your customer? You know, you've probably been there, you know. One salesperson says this, another one yes. sells this, another crew says this. Like you even mentioned in the picture of the the ones that drew out the KC. Well, you know, there, there's actually a template, or you know, yes, a there's a process. I, yes, it absolutely did, and I, I love that you bring that up. Um, like in the process of building out our vision um, for our marketing strategy, the vision component of EOS, if anyone were to Google like what that visual graphic looks like, they break down your business into a pie of like six key categories. And that vision component really talks about your, uh, your identity as a company, like with your mission, your vision, your values, uh, your tenure, you know, BHAG, if you will. But um, even your three uniques and how we're committed to excellence and, and uh, crazy reliable and innovative problem solvers. Those were the things about Casey Power Clean that we wanted to consistently touch on with our customers because we found that those were the things that were the reason people referred us. Th that was the story that other contractors would tell about Casey Power Clean. It, it, like we became the guys that were like, we're too crazy. Other people were too sane to take on this complicated job. Well, we were the nutsos at KC Power Clean who could handle, who can set up this crazy containment or handle this crazy reclaim power washing job. And so that kind of just morphed into our processes and our identity. But to your point, it gave us the language to say this, in case you're new here and you're a new estimator for us, this is what's special about us. This is what the marketplace understands about us. This is what we're really good at. And to be able to do that in two pages um, is it's quite the feat. So anyone who's uh, implemented EOS, I think would under, understand the value of like being able to put that stuff on paper. Right. EO, EOS is, it is very powerful. Um, I was at a mastermind this weekend talking about the very, that very same thing, but as a communication coach, you know, I really push that there's certain things you want to consistently say over and over and over and over again. And you find certain things naturally falling out of your mouth consistently so you said you're talking about special sauce and talking about who you are to the client. When you speak to a client, what, what are some of those phrases that you find kind of naturally fall out of both yours and your other estimators mouth consistently that really both unifies you, but really shows your uniqueness? Hmm. That's really, that's really good. Um, one, I'm not, I'm not that great at, uh, at the sales component of it, at least I don't, I don't know if I am, but uh, that's not my role. My, my key guy, Cole, is our sales and marketing manager. He would definitely be able to speak to that more, but really we do try to bring it back to those three uniques. If we can consistently beat that drum about our reliability and that consistency, how we're committed to that excellence because of our systems, that's really one of those things that we really talk about. We, we kind of geek out over our tech stack and how um, that creates a layer of transparency with our um, whether it be our company cam software where people can see live photo uploads uh, of their project being done, which helped us during COVID. Um, you know, innovative problem solvers is another component that I can speak to a little bit, but uh, 
So, yeah. but so as the leader, though, so yeah, your your man Cole, he's got the sales pitch down. But it is if you're the point man leading the leadership, what what consistently comes out of your mouth that sets the culture? Because uh, uh, I heard this last weekend, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Hey, I, think Peter, I think it was Peter Drucker who said that. And so, what what is that culture that you're setting? That you're it's consistently coming out of your mouth that that really sets the tone. I think what I really try to repeat like a like a broken record is that uh, we're a customer service company. You know, we may have these big fancy trailers and these machines, but really one of my five key roles at KC Power Clean as a CEO or president is really to really create that culture and. I try to just bring it back to simplify it that if you don't have a fire in your belly to serve other people, if you don't wake up with that eagerness to like really believe in the rule of reciprocity, that people will innately want to return your goodness back and reciprocate that either by vote of their 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 review of your company or by with your, their choice with their dollars. If you don't believe in that, this is the, not the place for you. So really, we, we, we say things and we have little mantras that we print off and put on the wall like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and just trying to remind people we're, we're just a customer service company we're there to solve people's problems and try to make their life better and that's our purpose is to improve people's lives through giant service um, and and really just simplifying it to that because really i've i've gone through growing pains i've gone through seasons of struggles and i could i my personal experience i i've learned in the last year and a half there's no amount of process that could fix bad people interesting okay if we so, have, if we can simplify it and really rally around why we're here to really improve other people's lives, the processes seem to shrink in size and magnitude. You know, the LMS or the online like onboarding just seems to get a little bit simpler. It's amazing how much easier things work when you have the right person in the right seat. And by the right person, I mean the right core values and agreement with the mission, why we're here, yeah, right? Yeah. And an agreement on a cause. I, I believe you need a cause and that drives everyone else. So just a second ago, you said that thing that makes us special about serving other people, about changing their lives. How would you sum up y'all's y'all's mission or the cause that you're really pursuing and, uh, and, and how you're special within that? I think one of the little things that's helping drive home that mission is one of the initiatives I did this year. I really actually got this idea from my business coach, Brandon Vaughn. And uh, if you were to pull up like our social media feed, one of the things that's helping connect that mission is actually taking selfies with our customers when the project's done. And we got these little like Coraplast shields that says I'm 100% satisfied. And as corny as that may seem, that gave us a rhythm on our like Wednesday morning. We have a day shift meeting with all of our across the two branches where some guys are virtual, but most guys are in person. And we just celebrate and clap for the guys who went out and accomplished the mission. That photo epitomizes like our entire existence as a company is to go out and put a face to that, that mission and have people say, I'm thrilled. I loved it. Thank you for working hard, doing what you guys said. I, yes, I'll take a selfie with you. And obviously not everyone does it. Some people are camera shy, but um, we're thankful for those who've uh, allowed us to express that in, in a picture uh, post-service because it helps our technicians clap for each other. It helps make it real of like, it's not just about the cleaning. It's not about the grease. It's about the smile from Susie or Joe or Frank who were in a pickle. And now they're, they're happy we came to their aid. So it, it provides social proof on both sides of the coin. 
yes. not only not only to your potential customers who see the pictures. Yeah. I mean, because people that's where they go to social media to see if you're genuine or not. But you're saying that social proof also drives the internal drive. Yes. The, it's a, an internal driver as well. Now those guys, we're all innately competitive, right? If we're in the right environment to be, and those guys, they don't, you know, they, they kind of jab at each other. And one guy will say, Hey, Javier, I haven't seen you for two weeks. What's, you know, so they kind of have a little fun ribbon at each other, but uh, it's really cool because we'll hand out like in and out gift cards as just a way to kind of like uh, honor that, that initiative and to really help set that culture where it's like, it's not a lot, but if it's lunch on someone because they were able to follow the uh, the mission and, and try to accomplish that to the, their fullest extent possible. It's a nice little way to kind of go like, not only did I get honored and appreciated and get an attaboy from my leader and, you know, my teammates, but, uh, you know, lunch at in and out on them too, isn't so bad either. So it's, it's a little, uh, little gift that goes, I think, uh, a long way in helping, you know, turn the culture around for the better as we continue to grow. Man, Chris, we've had some nuggets today. Um, okay. But let me redirect this way uh, sure. with one final you know, as big a question as we can ask. If you are looking a, either a new entrepreneur, someone maybe who's been in power washing just as a side gig, probably how you you started initially. What advice do you give that that guy, that girl, whoever it is um, that, that they want to go next level? Um, but how? What advice do you have for taking their company? next level and what's going to help them to thrive the most? Hmm. Well, my experience has been it's, it's challenging and it's insanely rewarding. So don't lose uh, hope and don't give up. But the one thing that I would encourage them to do to help collapse time, uh, as my business coach calls it, is get in community. If, if all you can afford is like a Facebook group with people in the same industry and try to surround yourself with those people that you would, um, I heard someone say, don't take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. Uh, so be careful of who you're taking that advice from. But meanwhile, try to pull a little bit of something that's positive from anyone that you're listening to. Maybe there's one thing from a podcast like this, but you, whenever you, you go to try to learn and grow it yourself and expand your operating knowledge, um, you know, you, you, what we call northbound, you're trying, to, you're trying to better yourself and hopefully those around you. So, so put yourself in community. You know, if you can hire a coach, uh, there's a lot of great communities out there. I know Breakthrough Academy. I'm personally a member of Conquer. Uh, there's so many others, you know, even just being part of, you know, uh, uh, podcasts like these that have uh, Facebook groups or community where people can, can establish a network is really try to um, level yourself up because uh, generally we all operate at the extent of our knowledge. So try to gain, try to gain as much of that knowledge and wisdom as you can. I love it, Chris. So, so let me try to sum things up. So first, it's marginal economics. Growth by the small little bits that you get from being a, a learner in, in whatever industry and even learning from other industries. Yes. So that margin, the, those increasing by the small margins. Then you said, uh, get on the same, speak the same language and, and speak often to your team and to your customers. Yes. Uh, and then I, and then this this last bit of advice that you gave, and just the one I love that you said, just it's it's a long road. Be patient, mm -hmm. but get in community. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so much you can. There's so much to leverage when you get around other like-minded people that have been down the road uh, before you. Um, but then ultimately, 
I love how you said, ultimately, it's the golden rule. Are you really taking care of people? Mm-hmm. And that by celebrating that taking care of people, I love how you said it's, it's, a, it's a driver note both externally to new customers, but also a competitive driver internally to your team. Yeah. I think go-givers win, man. There's a great little book, simple Saturday morning read called The Go-Giver. And, and that's a, it paints a, a, a fable of someone who just wants to, wants to get ahead in life. And, and his mentor that helps him along just shows him that uh, you'll, you'll, really, you'll really get, I think Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough of other people get what they want. Yeah. And uh, I think we're wired that way. So if we, can, if we can really try to genuinely care, that's the hardest part is actually really <laughs> Is yeah. really caring about someone else, right? But if you can really find that in you, um, I think that's a that's a great way. But you know, when you don't genuinely care, people pick up on that. It's real quick and obvious, especially on social media. Uh, it's just it's the people's radar for what's genuine and authentic is at the highest level. I think that it's it's ever been in 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 marketing history because everything is so transparent now. Yes. So, so thank you for being authentic. Thank you for being genuine. Thank you for putting up so many trophies where you are helping people thrive. And, and thank you for giving back with these, this, this nuggets of information that we've, we've had here. So Chris, thank you. I, I hope to have you on the show again and, and continue more conversations and, and uh, be part of your community. So oh, thanks. I'll, uh, I'll definitely be tuning in to hear more of these shows. I'm excited for what you guys, uh, you guys are launching here, and I wish the best to you. It's an honor being on, too, so thanks for letting me join. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Blue Collar community, uh, stick around. We've got more of these nuggets, more of these heroes coming down the line. So tune in, subscribe, do, click anything you possibly can. You see whatever's right in front of you, just, just, just click on it. I know it's going to make an advantage. So, all right, we'll see you next time. All right, Godspeed. Fantastic, Chris. Thank you very much. Um, while while I'm still recording, what are your what is your your social media? Uh, we have a little bit of a YouTube page, so that's just uh, I think the slash Casey Power Clean. Everything we've got on all of our handles are just Casey Power Clean. So whether it's Instagram or Facebook, okay, um, you were you were able to keep it consistent. We were none of them okay, got good. personally branded or anything like that. And okay. I know that there are links at the bottom of our website. I believe to all of the main handles. Okay, good deal. Um, and uh, I'm TV Toad. Um, that comes from my years working with the Cowboys. Okay. And uh, people used to, uh, when hashtags were new, that's where I got my uh, my username because the Cowboys said, "Hey, we want to we want to populate this new thing called hashtags." And uh, if you'll create a username and pub, you know, put pictures of the sidelines uh, on there, and it it. I ended up being like a little celebrity on the sidelines. People were like, would like yell my name from the stands. It was crazy. But uh, I did have a nice little signature dance too. That helped. Oh, but, come on, uh, show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just like Shakira says, these hips don't lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>